Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today is going to be one that is not only good for our mind, but also our bodies. I have Jessica Gershman here, and we connected because I was looking for somebody to speak on mindfulness. As you guys know, I'm all about strategic mindset and making sure that we have self-care for not only our thought processes, but also ourselves. And Jessica came across and she is the full package to help us in this space. Jessica is a certified yoga instructor, a dedicated mindfulness practitioner, the voice behind the Mom Slowdown podcast, and the founder of the Zen Mommy app. As a passionate believer in the power of self-care, Jessica is on a mission to help women realize they can be everything they want to be while also nourishing themselves. Her teaching and tools help you finally slow down, connect with your body and mind at its core, and find a line balance between your identity as an individual and as a mom so you can reach your goals, find that energy you need, and enjoy life with a newfound patience like never before. Like I said, I've always been drawn to and a proponent of mindfulness because when you think about it, it's really the very essence of my mission to be present and productive as a mompreneur. So when Jessica and I connected, I knew I needed to have her on to share what this topic is all about, how it can help us reach our goals, and what we need to do to bring more mindfulness into our lives. So Jessica, thank you so much for joining us here on the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I can't wait to hear all you have to teach us. But before we hop into that, can you just walk us through your major moments in mompreneurship so that we have a sense of how you got from where you were before to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's fun to be on the other side of the mic. Yeah. So I started my career at 19 years old in commercial real estate. I followed in my dad's footsteps. He was an entrepreneur. He started a record business that ended up having 40 or 50 stores at one point. And then that transitioned into commercial real estate. So yeah, I started my career really young, but always had an entrepreneurial spirit. The market crashed in 09 as it coincided with the birth of my first daughter, Eva. And I found myself just going from a career woman. And that's really all I knew to being a mom. And like, Ooh, I was really struggling with identifying with that. Mm -hmm. And I am a student of life. I always have been love learning. I found my way into yoga when Eva was born and that led me on a path down into yoga trainings. Then I opened a studio in my home. I threw in some culinary school just for fun around that time. And I've trained everywhere from New York to San Francisco and in between with some incredible instructors and teachers. And then I started a clothing line. I'm one of the kind of people that just jumps without looking. I think someone was like, Hey, I really think you should jump off that cliff. I'd be like, sure. Well, how bad <laughs> could it be? It. So someone said, I really think you should design athleisure wear like yoga pants. And I was like, okay, I have zero background knowledge in fashion. So I beat my head against the wall, designing a pair of anti-cellulite yoga leggings okay. and worked on that for about two years and sunk in a ton of money and failed miserably. I mean, it was 
absolutely one of the harder things I've ever done. And I learned so much. I think I learn a lot, just as much from failure as I do from success. Mm-hmm. And I really live by this idea that if I'm not learning, I'm not growing, I'm not improving. And so even when I started my podcast and started that membership last year, I just kind of winged it. I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out along the way. And if I listen to podcast number one versus podcast number 50, and I don't see some significant improvements, I'm not doing something right. And so then I launched the app, the Zen Mommy app that just launched this summer. And I'm super proud of it. I teach mindfulness, meditation, yoga, cooking. There's a whole library of personally curated recipes that are gluten and dairy free. Cause I really, really believe that how we feed our body says a lot about how we feel about our body and that transitions to how we relate with the world. So I have always dabbled in all kinds of things and just kind of go where the wind takes me. <laughs> I love that. You know what I hear from that? And I think it plays into how you just naturally are. And now what's your career is that intuition. And I am sure you're going to talk about mindfulness and intuition. And I feel like those things can go hand in hand, but you, you had a passion and even though leggings might not seem like it's the same thing that, that to me, it all really makes sense. Like that to me is kind of a cohesive brand. It's all of that movement, that same realm of mindfulness yoga. Like you, you seem to really stick in that same arena, even though maybe at the time it didn't feel like it, maybe it's more hindsight, but I think your intuition certainly served you. And I also love hearing from fellow children of entrepreneurs. So I feel like our kids and the generation below us is going to be really used to having entrepreneurial parents, but Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I was one of the few people who had a parent. I had a mompreneur myself raise me. And so that opened up this world of possibilities of look at what this lifestyle is like, how much freedom you can have and be able to live your life the way that you want. And I think that's a lot of what you talk about now. It's a lot of what I talk about now. And I know I'm so grateful that I had that growing up. Would you say the same? Definitely. You saw the difference between an entrepreneurship lifestyle and what that afforded people, especially with time Mm -hmm. versus someone that was in the grind in the nine to five. And for me, even starting the clothing business, when I had no idea if it was going to be success or failure, but I was like, I want to show my daughters who are now 12 and nine, that anything is possible. As long as you work hard and put your mind into it. And the same thing with growing Instagram, with having a podcast and an app, they see me in here doing all of these things that I'm happy. I'm excited excited about. And I'm still there to be their mom. I'm still showing up at carpool. We're having family dinner and that there is this balance that I can also pursue my passions, my career, whether it was when I had a yoga studio in the house and I saw clients therapeutically, or when I designed the clothing line or went to culinary school. I mean, they were around for all of it. And I think the best example that we can show our children is leading by example. It's not what we say, but it's what we do that they really pick up on. Yeah, that's exactly the note that I just wrote down was I always talk about you are a role model and the way you talk to your kids, you want them to go after their passions. You want them to be creative and kind of go with the flow in that sense of figuring out what they're interested in. I have young kids right now. And so I'm always just trying to encourage my son is a little over two. So whenever he's interested in something like, let's go and see what that's all about, you know, not trying to deter as he switches things. And I think often we forget that as adults is that it's good to have that. It's it's good to follow our passions. And so if we can model it for our kids, I think that's so important. So I love that you touched on that, that you show your kids, not only that they can go after whatever they're interested in, but that it's good to go after your passions and be an individual. 
and good to be a student too. I think yes. that's the other piece and a beginner yes. because that's, that's really scary. And kids do it well. Mm-hmm. Adults don't do it very well. Nobody wants to be the new person in the yoga class, not knowing what the heck is going on, <laughs> but it's good to show them that you don't have to be an expert at everything that you're allowed to learn along the way. Yeah. And I think that also touches on what you were saying about how you enjoy failure because you learn from it. And I think it's, again, something that's an interesting parallel from kids. So I have a a nine month old who's learning how to walk right now and think about how many times our kids fall and just get back up and don't even think about it. And I think over time we get conditioned to forget about that. And so I'm noticing myself, not only do I want to be a role model for my kids, but I'm noticing myself trying to remember and learn those little pieces of advice, those little things that they do to apply back into my life and my business. And so I agree with you with that, the failure part, the role modeling part, and letting them see that all of that is normal and good and helpful and helps us learn and grow and be better. So I love, love all that you're saying there. Talk to us about how being an individual and being a mom and using mindfulness, how can we do all of those things based on your experience, your expertise? Give us the scoop there. Yeah. Where I have been everything from the type A overachiever, recovering eating disorder, Mm -hmm. like everything intense, addictive personality into a wellness expert and mindfulness expert. And so that's a very large span of the journey. So I know all the sides and I know what it's like to be a mom and and living in your head. So in yoga, which is my background, one of the first sutras, yoga sutras, which is like the baseline for all yoga practice is yoga, chitta, vritti, nirodaha, and it's yoga calms the fluctuations of the mind. Mm -hmm. And so even five or 6,000 years ago, they were still suffering with what we're suffering today, which is living in our head. Mm -hmm. And if you even have contemporaries like Eckhart Tolle, that's like, life is now there's no way life can be anything else, but right now, right here in this moment. And what mindfulness really breaks down to is being in the present moment. So we, as humans are conditioned, our mind thinks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that's what it's supposed to do. But we get stuck in these unhealthy thinking patterns. We get stuck on ruminating on the past, which is never coming back, no matter how much you stress about it, reach for it, want it, hold on to it or obsessing about things that are outside of our control. And what I found so fascinating with the pandemic over the last 18 months is that as a collective humanity, we all saw that we really have no control of the outside world. Mm-hmm. You know, well, all that little like comfy perceived control that we thought we had was like, nope, it can change in an instance, right? And mm-hmm. we all felt that in varying degrees. And so really mindfulness and the yoga practice is this turning inward. And so there are some really simple practices that are accessible to anyone. Number one is breathing as silly as that sounds. That is the absolute first go-to for breath work. And I do just a simple two count inhale through the nose, four count exhale through the mouth. I do it before I sat down for this interview with you. I do it before I do a podcast. I do it when I'm sitting in carpool and maybe I check in and I find myself freaking out or nervous or anxious. I mean, all of these are natural feelings. We're going to come up against frustration, anger, anxiety, resentment, fear, sadness, grief. And none of those emotions are bad. It's not a good or bad, but drawing something back in and being in the present moment. The other piece I love to use, which most of us have are the five senses Mm -hmm. checking in. What is the taste in my mouth? What do I hear? What is the most subtle thing I can hear? 
Can I even hear my own heartbeat? Really start to draw it in, closing my eyes. What images, colors, things do I see when I close my eyes and I look at that blank screen? Mm -hmm. What do I feel? Can I feel the subtleties of my skin, the clothing against my skin, what I'm sitting on? I think the use of those senses is a simple tool. You could knock down one through five and in just a few moments, you can be back in your body. And I mean, how many times have we all driven carpool? We're running kids and we're like, I don't even know how I got there because we're living in our heads. Another really great tool that I use, and I had a teacher give this one to me as a precursor to meditation Mm -hmm. was pick a color, any color of the rainbow and commit to noticing that color when you drive. I sat with it. I was like, I'm going to pick yellow. I'll never see yellow. Well, yeah, every line on the street is yellow. All the street (laughs) signs are yellow. There's these caution lights are yellow. You know, whatever your color is, it makes you present. All of a sudden your mind is like, oh, I'm right back here. I'm right here with you in this moment. I just saw yellow. That's a little reminder to just come back. Yeah. You know, and they're really simple, free, easy tools that we all can just begin to implement mm-hmm. in our life. And that's what mindfulness is. It's just come back to the present moment. Yeah. In the present moment, you are safe. You are okay. I love that. I love how it also reminds you of the ebbs and flows. Like it's okay. And just in general, as a mom, as a parent, you're always trying to be the best version that you can be. And it's okay when you stray. And so these are little tools to help, like you said, bring us back, get us back in alignment. I've studied personally, I'm not like a trainer in it, but transcendental meditation. Yeah. And so that's the similar concept. You let your mind think, and then when it wanders, you go back to your word to help you get realigned. And so I can totally see those similarities there between the full concept of mindfulness and these great tips that we can use right now for free to just get ourselves back centered in the present. And I have a feeling you can tell us from there, once you get present and really centered, how can that help us then be more productive? Yeah. Well, in the present moment, like I said, everything is really okay. Mm -hmm. Even if it's in flux and the kids are screaming and the house is dirty, you're okay. I think the more that we can start to connect with our body, with our breath, with the moment, the less stress and anxiety we have. I mean, really stress and anxiety is all created in the mind, right? And and really from there, being in the present moment gives you an opportunity and a choice. So when you're present, you get to choose how you're reacting. We just start to be more conscious. That's self-awareness, mindfulness, being a conscious person. It's all about just being in the here and now. Yeah. I talk in my mompreneur with ease method, which is my life framework of how so far I've learned to be a present and productive mompreneur. And I talk about with the strategy, how it's all about being intentional and intuitive. So I know we talked about the intuitive part of listening. And I think being mindful and having these tips to look inward helps us be more intuitive because we're listening to ourselves. We, we can take that time to hear often as moms and as mom entrepreneurs, it's always go, go, go. What's the next thing on our list? And so if we can stop, like you're saying, pause, get present again, listen, maybe we'll help keep us from going down the path that we don't want to be going down. Yeah. Yeah. You get to choose your intention at that point when you're conscious and you're not just on autopilot and you're not just reacting to life, Mm -hmm. you get to choose how you interact with life, what your intentional actions are, how you want to show up in a meeting. How do you want to show up for your kids? Mm -hmm. You know, you may not always get there, but 
you get to the intention is there, right? You're conscious enough to be able to make that choice. Right, right. It's that conscious versus that autopilot, not having that control over your life. And also I think these reminders too are allowing you to be that individual that we talked about. You know, yes, we are a mom. Yes, we are an entrepreneur, but not forgetting that we're an individual. So there's other stuff that we need to do personally for ourselves. Self-care, this mindfulness. Can you talk to us a bit about that? We've got the mindfulness for, for that part of our headspace. What else do we need to do to continue to check in on ourselves, go inward as an individual to make sure that we are continuing down the right path to be a better for everybody else in our life, including ourselves? Yeah. And I think moms know it best that we just put our head down and we run, we run from a job to career, to carpool, to soccer, to dinner, to date night, to, you know, we just are really good at powering through. I had a raised by a single mom of three that was like powered through. And I was like, God, you know, that's hard because you're not really present for all of that. I think self-care and making yourself a priority is probably the most important thing. And we really believe at our house, I'm in charge of me and everything I've got going on. My husband is in charge of all of hisness and everything he's got going on, the work (laughs) he needs to do. And then the two of us come together in a partnership. And if I'm not good in my Island and I'm not doing the work on myself and I'm not making myself happy and doing the things that fulfill me and satisfy me and fill my bucket, I'm going to be run down and resentful and angry and snappy. If I'm not getting eight hours of sleep, if I'm not feeding my body with whole foods and feeling nourished, if I'm not drinking enough water. I mean, these are like bare bones things that, you know, moms just put all of their needs to the side. And even starting my podcast in the app is I want to reframe what a good mom looks like. A good mom takes care of herself and makes herself a priority because no one else can. And it is our job to care for the world. We are nurturers, but we can't do that if we're not caring for ourselves first. Yeah. It's the oxygen mask theory. I talk about that a lot. And it is so much harder than sitting here talking about it. And it's something that you have to do every day. What am I doing for myself today? For me, it's my morning time. I get movement in, whether it's yoga, running, tennis. I need to move my body every day. That's a non-negotiable for me. Mm -hmm. Finding stillness, meditation. Those are things that don't even need to take a lot of time. Making sure I have meals that aren't just on the go all the time. (laughs) I do it too. We're eating a bar in the car. We're shoving something down from one place to another, but really carving out time for yourself because I really believe Our children's lives are their lives. And we're here to be like the bumpers in the lane of a bowling alley, right? But we're not the lane. It's their lane. And we're here to guide them and teach them when we can and advise them and, you know, be a shoulder to cry on and and ultimately raise little humans that are self-aware, conscious, compassionate beings that go have their own life. Yeah. But if you're not taking yourself along the way, then when they're out of the house and gone, you're like, well, who am I left with? Exactly. I don't even know myself. What do I like? What do I not like? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I totally agree with you there. I always say you don't want to come out on the other side, not knowing who you are. We are an individual. So how can we get ourselves to a space so that we don't forget that and, and make that I don't like to use routines. I like to say more like a rhythm, like making sure we always have something in there, but there's that intuitive piece of what's right in this moment for you. So can you talk to us about how you found, what are those things that fill up your cup? 
I always find that to be interesting to hear how people uncovered those. Cause I'm sure it wasn't a overnight. You realized you needed X, Y, and Z to be very fulfilled for yourself and that self-care. So what did you do to figure that out? I mean, yoga, I can't stress it enough. It is such a practice that turns inward where you really can start to learn yourself, trust yourself, reintroduce to yourself and figure out who you are as a person. And yoga also is meditation and it's so important. And the other piece is I used to ask for permission to go out to dinner with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, do you mind? I was like, wait a minute. How about I'm, I'm going to do this. You're going to take the kit. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's a conversation, but it's not a permission. Like mm-hmm. it's important for me to be around people that fill me up and that recharge me whatever that support group is for you. So really being around people that support and lift you up. That's such a big thing to fill my own cup. Yeah. So it was really, again, that looking inward, that intuition of realizing this is what feels good and this is what doesn't. And was that kind of the process that you went through to figure out what are those things that I need to have as pillars in my life, essentially to make me feel good as a person? Yeah, for sure. And and I think that comes with confidence of really recognizing what things you do that don't feel very good. And mm-hmm. then also saying no to those things. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we commit to PTA things or, or book groups or things? And we're like, God, I really don't want to do that. And even when you commit to doing something, you're like, oh, God, I really don't want to go to that. Yeah. Okay. And then as we start to feel more confident in our skin and our bodies, we realize that no is a full, complete statement. Yeah. You know, and we try things on. I mean, I think that's what the listeners can say from all of these beautiful offerings that you give them through your episodes is Mm -hmm. try things on. I say, create your own toolbox and it's not a one size fits all, but that you're able to try on is breath work going to work for me is something more sensory. Do I need to run my hand under cold water to get into the present moment? Mm -hmm. Do I need to listen to a guided meditation? Do I need to go for a walk in nature? Do I need to read a book? Do I need to sit and have a cup of tea? I think when we start to explore and start to be friends with ourselves, Mm -hmm. we really start to find those things and we do less of what makes us feel kind of icky and a lot more of what fills us up. That's exactly what I talk about in my mompreneur with ease method. I talk about in my strategy section, you need to figure out what are your goals? What's your legacy? What's your why to help you then figure out, okay, what lights me up and what doesn't. And once we know that, then we know what to keep cut and add to our life, to our rhythms, to our schedule. I believe you can design life just as you want it. I think growing up as a child of a mompreneur, it shows you that. And I believe just like you're saying that you don't need to say yes to everything. If it doesn't feel good to you in the core, which is that looking inward, then don't do it. Like, it's just a no. If you can't say yes with certainty, I feel like it should be a no. Yeah. We as women are so incredible and that women's intuition is a real thing. You know, that gut check is a real thing and you know it, whether you trust it or not. When you commit to something, yes or no, it either feels really good or it doesn't. Yes. But you have to start to get to know yourself, Mm -hmm. to be able to feel comfortable, to trust that intuition. Right. Yeah. I love that. So it sounds like to me, when it comes to mindfulness, you need to be okay and start getting used to going inward, listening to yourself. And in doing that, you'll start to learn and know yourself more. And then it's also that other side of knowing that you need self-care and the more that you go inward and the more mindful that you are, the more present you could be, the more you learn about yourself and the more self-care you can give yourself. Would you say that's correct? 
Yeah. I'm going to add one little disclaimer is that either have a really great support group Mm -hmm. or a teacher or a therapist or someone, when you go inward, you're going to uncover some stuff and you may not like everything you see. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's part of like growing and evolving and to be able to have someone to talk to about a journey, you know, especially as we start to turn inward of like, Oh man, I sat in meditation and this came up or I started crying and that journey inward can be kind of messy, but life is messy and complicated. It's all okay. Whatever happens, whatever comes up, as you start to get to know yourself, take what you love and leave the rest. Yep. That's those, I call it the three S's to mompreneur with ease strategy, support, and self-care. And I love that you are right in alignment with that too. Mm -hmm. So tell us, I'm sure everybody is so interested in learning more about mindfulness, more about self-care for themselves, and are probably ready to take a next step. You are the expert in this field. Tell us how we can take a next step. What should people do for that support from you? Well, I've got an app, the Zen Mommy app, which is now on Apple and Android. Everybody that downloads it gets a free month. I teach mindfulness, meditation, breath work, yoga, body recovery, relaxation. I also teach cooking and a whole recipe database. And so that's a really great tool. There is so much out on the internet. If you're nervous about walking into a yoga class, that's cool. Practice at home for a little bit. Practice with me. There's so many online offerings that are available now, which is so great. And like I said, mindfulness is one anybody can do. You don't need a teacher. You don't need a guide. You don't need really any props or tools. I mean, you could be sitting in carpool, sitting at a stoplight and just take a minute, 30 seconds and just feel the steering wheel. Yeah. Notice your breath. I mean, those are just such simple ways to start to, you know, dip a toe into the water and start to even cultivate a mindfulness practice. And then if you're interested, you take it to the internet, you ask Google, you download my app. There's so much, the downfall of being accessible (laughs) to everything is there is so much information out there. If someone is interested and and want to get on that path. Yeah. So it sounds like we have the awareness now from you. And so if they're ready to take the next step, it sounds like the app is completely curated and the place to go for the next step on your mindfulness and self-care path. Awesome. All right. Well, if you're ready, let's hop into the rapid fire questions. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides what you've told us today? Ask for help. My father said, surround yourself with people smarter than you. Mm -hmm. Listen more talk less. And so I'm the first one to ask for help, find a guide, hire people, reach out to people. I love the Hey Mama networking group that I'm involved in, right? I'm so in that Hey Mama is, too. I yeah, didn't know you were in that. It's so oh awesome. God. I'm like a newbie. I'm two months in, but I love it because there's so many other female entrepreneurs and working mamas that are in there ready to lend a hand. And so asking for help is such a sign of strength. And such a sign of like self-awareness and, and you learn so much. So many people have so much to offer. And I think that's probably been my biggest tool as I've gone along this journey, because we're all students in life, right? We don't know everything. We're going to continue to learn until we take our last breath. And so asking for help, finding and surrounding yourself with people and asking questions is a huge. I love that. I love that. So let's move into support then. What is the number one essential support you have that you couldn't live without? Babysitters. <laughs> I love that. I can attest um, to that right now. <laughs> yeah, because I love my children and I also need 
time to myself. And we are not blessed with a lot of family that lives close by. And so we have great babysitters and I find that my kids are really well adjusted. And, you know, we've had a handful of babysitters. We've had full-time nannies that at some point my kids are a little older. So we have some really great babysitters that come in, but my kids learn from the babysitters, you know, they're down there into playing on the floor with them or doing games or doing like they're doing target scavenger hunts. I'm like, yes, do that with the babysitter. Let mommy work or have time with daddy or go out with my friends. That is definitely not something to skimp on. So if you can budget for some babysitters and get some me time, that is critical. I love that. Yeah. I I have found too, that when we have other people come to help, it's also a good different perspective. They think of stuff that I would never think of because you know, you're in the day-to-day of it all the time and you're tired of all the other stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, I just run out of ideas. I end up doing the same thing over and over. And then maybe every couple of months I'll come up with something new, but I am just not as fresh as other people coming out. It is healthy. It is really healthy to have your children exposed to other lifestyles, other people and start to work on creating new bonds and friendship. That is a healthy thing for our children. So I've been a bit firm believer of having help and babysitters and for my kids for sure. I love that. I love that. So tell me what's your go-to self-care activity. Maybe if you have one that you haven't told us other than sleep and meditation and yoga, what's another self-care activity that you love to do? Walking outside in nature. And that's a great place for me. I can just be silent and looking at the leaves and that for me really drops in. What else are, I said, scheduling rest. So I am not one that does rest very well. I mean, I like to sleep, you know, I get my eight hours, but like really scheduling in days for rest. And someone had said to me, there is value in rest. That is something that you need to understand. And I think other mompreneurs is like, we schedule everything, schedule in rest. Yes. Saturday morning, I'm going to keep my pajamas on and I'm going to sit and watch TV, which is like, what? All right. I'm going to schedule in a nap. Scheduled rest time is something for self-care that it's something we can easily push past. And so scheduling rest is a good tool. I love that. Yeah. My husband and I each have scheduled on the calendar me time nights and then lazy mornings so that we can get that rest, you know, with younger kids, our kids are getting up between six 30 and seven. And so to mm-hmm. have that time in the morning to just rest on episode number four of my podcast, uh, I had a guest on her name was Cheldon and she was saying during her workday, she actually scheduled in me time so that she could take a break from what she's doing and rest. And yeah. she said, it's so exciting. Cause she'll get the notification. She'll say, Ooh, this is a little me time. Like I can go love take it. some rest. And so I love when people talk about using your calendar and making sure you schedule it. Cause we all know if it's not on our calendar. It's probably not. Amen. No. And somebody's <laughs> going to put a meeting in there and all of a sudden you thought you had 15 minutes and now you have three phone calls. I get it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. All right. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur moment. Think like kids running through a zoom call with underwear on their heads. Tell us one of your funny stories that we can all relate to. Yeah. Well, the best was I was in working and I think we were at the height of homeschooling. Okay. And the kids were home and they of course were fighting like true sisters and I couldn't take it anymore. And I'm just like, just get outside. I don't care. I'm like, do not come back, get on your bikes, go outside. Well, oblivious. I hadn't even looked outside. So I didn't understand like 
what weather patterns were going on. So about 15 minutes go by. I'm like, oh God, finally got a minute. You know, I get out from my computer and I look outside. The sky is completely black. Tornado sirens are going on. I can't find my kids anywhere. I'm like, oh my God, I am the worst parent. I start running with no shoes through the neighborhood, screaming, Eva, Island. The wind is sideways, branches are flying off. I'm like calling my husband. He jumps in the car. My girls are about as far away in the neighborhood as they could be on their little bicycles, huddled under a tree, rain's coming down. And like, my husband finds them, like, mom told us not to come back. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wait a minute. You never listened to me ever. Like now all of a sudden when there's a freaking tornado coming through and the sky is black. I mean, I had to really apologize for that one. I ate some crow for that one for a while, but you know, we all have our moments, right? I snapped. I was like, I can't take it. Please get out of my space. Just go outside, ride your bike. Don't come back. And they listened. Yeah. That's hysterical. I always say it's so funny. We never, as mompreneurs, have the mom and the entrepreneur separate. So it's like you go to sit down to work and then inevitably the mom is going to come in there. (laughs) That sounds like your story too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. I so appreciate it. This conversation on mindfulness, I think is just what everybody needs. And also that reminder of self-care is so important for everybody listening. Everything we talked about will be in the show notes, including the link to the Zen mommy app. I can't wait for you guys to check it out so you can continue on your path for self-care and mindfulness. Jessica, I really appreciate you being here. I loved it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Want more? Head to themompreneurguy.com to grab my personal framework for living a present and productive life and to hear my real-time ahas on Telegram. See you next time.